recent trend of starting in turn 12. Here we go, and Graham Rahal has been given the flexibility and permission by race control to start when you feel it's ready to go. Dixon alongside in that bright orange and blue machine, alongside Colton Herter. Where's the championship leader? He's on the inside. Rahal into turn one. Do we get through cleanly? There's a lockup, a little bit of contact there. Two cars going through. I think that might have been Kyle Kirkwood in the pink car going long and hitting one of the barriers, but up front they continue to race. Look at Dixon, orange and blue car, trying to sneak on Colton Herta in the black and yellow. Rossi up the inside there, power side by side. Look at this. Good stuff from the teammates, but the dirt flies. One of those cars is Eilat. Grosjean got airborne. Wheels slamming, cars hitting. And the left front from Roman Grosjean is destroyed. Power was even looking a little bit racy there to turn one as we see Kirkwood try to make up some of that ground on Elio Castro Neves. Great move through the first chicane. Power's off, turn four. Is that contact from Alexander Rossi? These guys were arguing over the same piece of track multiple times. He stalled. Power needs help, and it's a caution. This is the story of red versus black tires, but it started much earlier. Two cars going side by side. Oh, there he goes. That's it, turn four. I initially thought seven. Back to racing. Here we go into turn one. Watch the teammates further back in the orange machine. Rosenquist on the inside of Rossi. Here he comes, turn 12. Graham's crawling down pit lane here. Here comes the Freightliner Chevy down the front straight. He's at speed. Rahal to get off that pit lane speed limiter. Graham will be there first, but on cold black tires as McLaughlin has a full lap of temperature in his Firestones. Time as far as seeing Felix is there's a quick good race off pit lane between the teammates there. And award comes oh, back oh, on the inside oh. of Felix. They almost touch. Should have Wheel the advantage on the Reds in a couple of corners, but not if he slides off track. Overtake, overtake, mixture one, overtake. So that's the call, overtake. You want to try to get up to speed as quickly as possible on that outlap. Oh. Elliot Castro. Oh. Don't get a blocking penalty, Alex Below. That was that marginal. Was absolutely deserving of review. I don't care if it's Elio Castro Neves who you're not battling at the lead. That looked like a move in reaction to. You see a drop of rain on that lens, or is that just fuel coming out with the spray water coming off the back Whoa. of? Oh, here we Look go. Erickson. Erickson goes through. It is overcast oh. here in Portland. There goes Woo. BK. Renus, BK. That's the difference between cold and hot tires. Pato Award who battles Dixon for a podium position. Marcus Armstrong here with a seven. Oh, Whoa. no. Loses the right rear. Just Kevin, just when he was poised for his equal best IndyCar result, it's all gone away. Oh, oh no. Canapino. Right when his rookie of the year rival, Marcus Armstrong, has trouble, Canapino now. Guys, if the yellow comes out, Felix Rosequest is going to be the big loser here. He has not yet hit. Here we go, back to green in Portland. 22 laps to go. Marcus Armstrong in that green number 11 on the inside of Stingray Rob. His teammate Scott Dixon going with him, but because of that problem in pit lane, Armstrong's a lap down. He needs to let Dixon go by, and there, there he, he goes. Out of push to pass, runs 12th on board here with Herta. Oh! They touched. They touched in front of him. Erickson contact with Rossi. That was wild at 180 miles an hour. 
trying to set up maybe. Oh, no, he's gone off. Oh, he's no. going around. No. And he, oh, he stalled it. it. This could bring out a call. No, he restarted it. Dumped the clutch. Bump started his race car. Lost about five positions in the process. And here he is, Alex Pillow, for the second time in three years, is an NTT IndyCar Series champion. Hello, Pillow, a champion again. <laughs> Let's go, boys. Oh, my God. Let's go. Thank you. You guys are the best. If there was ever a mic drop in IndyCar racing, we just witnessed it. What a moment. And you know what? They were kind of Zanardi-esque. Maybe not as long, but he now is a two-time champion for Chip Ganassi, like Alex Zanardi. What a cool moment for Alex and Pelot. champion. Nice job, buddy. A champion has been crowned before the season is over. It's Alex Pelot. Consolidates his position in the history of the NCT IndyCar Series by winning his second title. Watch the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey, Sunday, September 10th at 2.30 p.m. on NBC. And with that, welcome to the Push to Pass podcast, episode 42. Uh, we are going to review the Bit Nile yeah, 42. Can you believe that or not? 42. Jackie Robbins. We are going there you go, right there. Or, or the great uh 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 eh, Mariano Rivera. But uh we will be reviewing the bitnile.com Grand Prix of Portland. Uh my name is Derek, as always. Josh is here with us too. Uh Josh, um <laughs> tell me if you've heard this one before. Hello, Polo. Tell me if you've heard uh, that before. Uh, first and foremost, uh, congratulations goes out. To, you know, like it was the inevitable. Uh, but uh, Alex Pillow uh, winning his second uh, NTT IndyCar Series championship, the second in three years, um, in dominating uh, fashion on uh, on Sunday. Uh, we'll talk more about that and uh, the accolades uh, that uh, Alex Pillow the season that Alex Pillow has has put together, Josh, uh, is going to rank, I, I think, right up there when everything is all said and done. Uh, and we'll we'll get into that here as the show unfolds. Uh, obviously, uh, Mike uh, from Burnout Sports, Burnout Bets, uh, is going to uh, join us. Uh, curious to hear how he did uh, this uh, this past weekend, and then we will be. Uh, we are previewing rather if you can believe it or not we are to the last race of the season the firestone uh grand prix uh, or monterey grand prix or grand prix of monterey i forget which what which way that goes out in monterey california the last race of the 2023 season if you can believe that or not i remember just starting this in in february and all the questions uh, that we had and and predictions that we made josh uh, how far how wrong <laughs> were we in in some of those uh, especially my uh championship picks and in, in indy 500 picks but uh but yes interesting on, on sunday and uh, again uh when the dust settles uh, as it's been uh, seems like all year uh alex Pillow again uh, just shows how much he is above uh, the rest of the drivers here in the NTT IndyCar series. 
Definitely. He, uh, he had a fantastic race. He, uh, he heard all those talks about Dixon being able to uh, run him down and catch him. And he said, nope, nope, not so fast, boys and girls. I'm still Alex below. I'm still in the driver's seat and I'm still going to win this. So uh, one heck of a race for him. Uh, one heck of a season for him. It's uh, I've rarely ever seen, I've rarely ever seen a driver be this dominant uh, in a season, you know, Jimmy Johnson's done it. Uh, Schumacher's done it, but uh, no one, no one's ever really dominated the uh, IndyCar series like this. So uh, my hats off to him. Um, my hats off also to Scott Dixon for making it, uh, making a little bit, a little bit of noise down the down the uh, back stretch, you know, down the end. That uh, he made it a little, gave a little bit question, but uh, in the end, it just it it was always. It was always going to be below. I mean, to, from the big, from the mid, mid, midpoint to now, it was always going to be Alex Pillow. We had a little bit of doubt, but it was always going to be him, in my opinion. Yeah, we kind of both uh, kind of uh, coordinated him a, a few weeks ago, even though obviously uh, there was still uh, a handful of races uh, left to go. Uh, but uh, you know, we, we we took in a lot of factors. Obviously, you know, looking at his. Um, average finish uh, this year. He he's got a, a finish of three, so basically he's getting a podium in, in every race. Uh, you know, Scott Dixon. Hats off uh, to uh, to Scott for not giving up, and his crew uh, for not giving up. You know, they had a tremendous hill to climb. Uh, they did the best they could, obviously, uh, but they needed uh, they needed to cut more into that lead on Sunday. I think uh, coming out of there, Dixon had to have that lead cut down. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think to f- under under 55, uh, 55 or less. And obviously uh, with uh, Polo winning the race, uh, that didn't do Dixon any favors. Uh, so we will see a, uh, a championship correlation or coronation uh, next week uh, at the end of, of the uh, Grand Prix there of Monterey. Uh, but uh, Alex Polo uh, again becomes uh, one of the quickest drivers ever to lock up the NTT IndyCar Series uh, points championship. Uh, let's uh, let's dig a little bit more in uh, into the uh, story there, Josh. And then uh, I do want to take a look at, at the season and, and go through it a little bit at uh, uh, Alex Pillow has had uh, because I don't know if we are ever going to see a season where someone is as dominant as Alex Pillow was uh but before we get to that like i said let's uh, let's uh, get into the story let's get into the race a little bit uh we uh, that we witnessed there on uh, on sunday uh, alex pillow put a decisive stamp on authority of a dream season winning the bitnile.com um, Grand Prix of Portland on Sunday at the Portland International Raceway, uh, but most importantly, clinching the NTT IndyCar Series Championship. Pelo from Barcelona, Spain, earned his second series title in the number 10 American Legion Honda fielded by Chip Canassi Racing after claiming his first championship in 2021 with the same team. Also, too, like I said, he became the first driver to seal the IndyCar Series title with one race to spare since Sebastian Bordeas claimed the champ car honors in 2007. Uh, Quote, 
Uh, this is what we wanted, Polo said. It's been an amazing weekend overall. We had a really fa- we had really fast cars. We knew we had to go for it, and we we did. We just raced how we've been doing it all season. Super proud to be here in victory lane, and super proud of the second championship. I never thought I would be an IndyCar champion, and a two-time IndyCar champion feels amazing, like a dream. Uh, this is interesting too. If you didn't see this. Uh, Chip Ganassi with uh, winning that uh, NTT IndyCar Series points championship on Sunday won its 15th IndyCar Series championship. They are just second to Team Penske with 17 titles in the history of the sport. Uh, Also, too, with uh, Scott Dixon finishing where he finished on Sunday. Uh, Ganassi also clinched its first 1-2 finish in the driver point standings since 2009 as six-time series champion Scott Dixon secured second with a third-place finish in the number 9 PNC Chip Ganassi Racing Honda. Now, uh, finishing second, which I I thought this was a uh, strong finish for him, knowing what was going to be on the horizon uh, for this individual. Uh, But uh, Felix Rosenquist, who we're going to talk about, obviously, uh, later in the show, Josh, uh, did finish uh, runner-up to uh, Dixon. Uh, He was uh, eight point, or excuse me, sorry, five point. 0.435 0.435 seconds uh, in his number six Aero McLaren Chevrolet behind uh, or behind Alex Pillow. And then finishing on the, the last spot on the podium, like you said, Scott Dixon. He was, this is how dominant Alex Pillow was. Scott Dixon, who finished third, was still 8.0669 seconds behind uh, teammate um, Alex Pillow. So that is how dominant uh, Pillow was there on Sunday. Now, again, not to take away from, from what Felix did, obviously. And, and, you know, we're going to talk more about him later in the show because uh, we found out uh, today, actually, uh, where he's going to be uh, Josh uh, next year around this or beginning of February next year. But I want to take a closer look again. You know, we, we've talked about it. We've, we've highlighted it. And I'm sure uh, when we, uh, you know, we do our wrap up show over the 2023 season, we'll probably get more into it. But the season that Alex Pelo has put together, I, I think is going to be one, obviously, for the record books, Josh. And I'm not sure if there is going to be another driver that can top what Alex Pelo did in the 2023 season. So far, again, we still have one race to go. Polo has five wins, nine podiums, and you want to talk about consistent? He has 12 top five finishes and 16 top 10 finishes. Mr. Consistency. He also has two uh, NTT P1 awards. That's for uh, for winning the poll, obviously, at the uh, uh, the month of May, the Grand Prix, and then the 500 as well. Uh, a little, a couple facts about uh, Polo. He is only 26, Josh, if you can believe that. Just 26 years old and, and doing what he's doing, driving at the level he's driving at, and now a two-time uh, series champion. Uh, also, this is something interesting that I didn't know. Uh, Polo is the only IndyCar Series champion from the country of Spain. 
believe that or not. He is the only champion from Spain. And then, like we said, uh, he is the first uh, IndyCar Series driver in 16 years. Uh, Sebastian Bourdais did it in 2007 uh, to clinch the title before the series finale. And then a couple other uh, tidbits here. Uh, Alex Pillow, you want to talk about important uh, uh, statistics to uh, to lead and to win in. Uh, Pillow in the 2023 series season leads in the following. Wins, polls, podiums, top five, top ten, races led, and laps completed. That is just mighty impressive. And then as uh, when we open with the show, uh, Pillow joins an elite list of championship winners from Chip Canassi racing. Uh, you know, Scott Dixon has six uh, Dario Franchini, who's his uh, advisor. I do believe or the team advisor has two. Uh, Alex Zanardi has two. And now uh, Alex Pillow has two in three years. Uh, Josh, uh, you going to get your take and not only obviously uh, Pillow's dominance on Sunday, uh, but those statistics there that uh, Pillow put down in the 2023 season. And again, he still has one race to go, so he could add another win to this. Fantastic season. Uh, probably will never, like you said, will never be uh, duplicated. And uh, I, I know with how, as, as little amount of races as they run, I mean, for him to only have two poles and still have five wins, that that's amazing. Um, you know, the only other one I can think of that had two poles was uh, Ray Hall and uh, Ray Hall didn't win any this week, any this year. So uh, to be able to, uh, to be able to make it through the season and almost have a top 10, pretty much have a top 10 finish in every single race that he raced in is, it just says, just shows Mr. Consistency. You know, we talk about uh, Dixon being, uh, you know, Mr. Consistency being out there and just drive. I think uh, for, for the foreseeable future with him only being 26, I mean, that's 11 years younger than I am. And for it, for him to have already won the series twice, and you know have five and could be six wins this year and most likely he's going to have a 10th podium because even if he doesn't win i would imagine he'll get either second or third that's it's just dominancy i we we've never seen this amount of dominancy from an indycar driver to my knowledge uh you know i'm not a historian but uh, i don't think that there's ever been this one this dominant of, of a season come out and um I would imagine, like like we said, I would imagine he'll be back with Chip, and he'll be wanting to go for two in a row and make it three out of three out of four years. So, uh, congrats to him, and uh, here's to uh, here here's to seeing him back in 2023, 2024, and seeing what he can do. You know, just doing uh, some quick math there, as as you were, you know, uh, hitting on Alex Pillow and and the season that he's had. You look at he's had 16 top 10 finishes. For people that uh, that follow IndyCar and you're doing the math, they've raced 16 races this year. So Alex Pillow has finished no worse worse than 10th in every race this year. So I mean that just that that kind of tells you the consistency that uh, the the type of season that Alex Pillow has has put on that in every in all sixteen races so far he has finished no worst 
worse rather can't speak worse than 10th that's i mean that's 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 remarkable that that's that's remarkable I, I again i would love to know uh anybody anybody that's had a season uh like this with just the uh, the statistics that are right there uh in in front of us but it's it's amazing and i'm sure you know when we when we do our uh, wrap-up show here in a couple weeks time uh we'll we'll talk more in depth about that but that's just uh you know you think about that that key stat right there that alex polo in every race this year has finished no worst worse than 10th that's and wow i mean that's you know i don't know what else what else more you can say than uh, that uh, that is uh, just uh like you said, mind-boggling to uh, to say the least. All right, let's take a look at the uh, the results uh, from uh, from Sunday's race uh, before we get into uh, to some news. Because uh, since we left you last, uh, a lot has happened. Uh, obviously, the the Portland race this weekend, uh, but uh, the silly season. I think Josh, the, this season's not over yet. Uh, but the silly season, I think, is well underway. Uh, like we said, uh, the uh, time in the race just under two hours, uh, one minute or one hour rather, fifty-seven minutes. Uh, average speed was one hundred and ten miles an hour. There were nine lead changes and just six caution laps. Uh, fastest lap of the race was on lap twenty-eight uh, by Joseph Newgarden at one hundred and nineteen miles an hour, and then the fastest leader lap was Alex Pillow on the same lap, lap twenty-eight at one eight. 18 miles per hour. The winner of the race obviously was Alex Pillow. He was followed by Felix Rosenquist, Scott Dixon, Pato Award, Joseph Newgarden, Renus VK. Good finish for uh, for Renus uh, to get some a little bit of momentum going into the uh, tendon next year. Uh, Marcus Erickson, who's going to be changing teams as we've touched on. David Malukas, uh, who we uh, think potentially is going to be changing teams here soon. Uh, Scott McLaughlin and rounding out the top 10 was Kyle Kirkwood. Then it was Christian Lungard, Graham Rahal, which I thought uh, Rahal, Letterman, Lanigan racing, a disappointing weekend. Uh, you know, they were the fastest on Friday with Joseph or excuse me, with uh, Christian Lungard. And then uh, Saturday with Graham Rahal picking up his second uh, pull of the year. I really thought uh, there would be more out of that uh, stable uh, this weekend, but uh, it just uh, all for naught there. Uh, Colton Herta finished 13th, uh, as you see there on the uh, the highlight package there. Late spin uh, by Colton that drove him down all the way to 13. Uh, Elio Castroneves, Callum Eilat, Santino Ferrucci, Devlin D. Francesca. Uh, impressive, I think, to say the least, being behind uh, the wheel of an Indy car for the first time. Uh, Yuri Veps uh, finished 18th. Uh, Marcus Erickson finished 19th and rounding out the top 20 was Alexander Rossi uh, 21st Ryan Hunter Ray. Uh, then it was Benjamin Peterson, Stingray Rob, Tom Bloomquist, Will Power, who had a uh, early uh, early spin as well. That's what pushed him all the way back uh, to 25th. Uh, Augustine uh, Canapino and then uh, potentially driving his last race. Um, for Andretti, you can't say Andretti Autosport anymore. Andretti Global is Roman Grosjean. There's a lot of uh, a lot of scuttlebutt, as they like to say in the military. There, uh, going around Josh uh, for uh, the uh, last race of the year this weekend. That uh, Andretti Global may only uh, field three cars, and if that's the case, it sounds like 
uh, Roman Grosjean would be the uh, the odd man out. Going to be interesting to see if that's how that uh, plays out. So this could potentially be uh, this race last weekend could potentially be the last race we see Roman Grosjean under the Andretti Global colors. But uh, there are rumors going around the paddock. Uh, you know how that goes. I know we touched on this the beginning. Uh, you may see a familiar face back at Dale Coin Racing in 2024. And I'm speaking of Roman Grosjean could be back with Dale Coin in 2024. Just have to wait and see how obviously all of that shakes out. Uh, let's get to uh, some of the drivers uh, that we were able to uh, grab some interviews with uh, after the race on Sunday. Uh, we were able to get, uh, looks like a handful here. Uh, first up, we're going to talk to David Malukas. All right, we just finished up the race there, and it was a really good race for us. I mean, it was probably my first time getting a trophy for getting P8, so that was uh, really special. Um, we ended up starting, I think, 23rd or 24th, somewhere in that row. And we ended up P8 at the end. Uh, so it was, I mean, we knew after, after qualifying happened, we had a bad qualifying. And we, we're not sure what happened, but we knew the pace was there. Every single practice session before that and after that, we were fast, like at least a top 10 car. So it was a bit frustrating qualifying came, but we knew we worked hard in the race and we knew that we can get the car to where it needed to be. And in the end, we ended up with the top 10. So I'm really proud with the team. Uh, it was a really good strategy. And we made a lot of good moves there. And honestly, most of the moves was made through the pits and strategy. So... Thank you to thank you to everybody at Delcoin Racing, and we will be in a few days here heading to Laguna. Yeah, we started 21st, finished 14th. Good day for us. Uh, good pace in a place that uh, normally um, we're not strong. So I'm very uh, very happy. We did take a penalty, and I will explain what happened. My dash when the reserve kicks in, the dash goes blank, and when I press the speed limit, obviously. I, I heard a beep, but unfortunately it wasn't, I guess, it's kick off, and then I was out of the speeding. I just realized when I came out of the pit that I saw that the speeding was on. So, very disappointed in that because you want to have the whole information in the dash so that you don't make a mistake like that. In the end of the day, the best we could have done it was probably between 12. So, it's still a very, very good day for MSR team, and thanks for our partners. And now, last race of the season, like we Uh, Portland GP done. Uh, after qualifying with a bad set of tires yesterday, it was okay to get going again today. We started out all right, um, but with an early yellow, we decided to commit to a two-stop strategy. And that was a tough day. Lots of fuel saving, but uh, the crew did a good job on the pit stops, stayed clean, um, finished where we started. So not much to complain about, not much to celebrate there, but not bad for a birthday at a racetrack. Yeah, it was, uh, well, I mean, it was for me, it was just about learning. I mean, I didn't really uh, get too, too involved. Uh, just trying to make sure I could make, you know, get the, the distance under my belt. Um, yeah, I had a bit of a mess up with the, the pit lane. Um, and apparently they, well, I don't know, but it seemed that they moved the, the banners that I've been going off all weekend for the, uh, the pit lane exit, and I had no idea where the exit was. So I, I did it too early, unfortunately. I thought I'd passed it. So that, you know, put us completely with the drive completely out of sequence, so that, that kind of was a bit of, from there the race was a bit boring, you know, just driving around and then see, you know, that car's coming and just, so from that point it was just like driving around really. Uh, but yeah, I learned a lot, um, 
big challenge. So uh, hopefully, you know, can uh, you know, moving forward is, is a little bit easier. So uh, yeah, looking forward to next week. A uh, huge thank you to all of uh, the drivers that were able to give us a little bit of perspective uh, that they had uh, from their uh, entry there on on Sunday. Uh, Josh, any of the uh, drivers that we heard from, anything uh, you know that, that stands out from you? Uh, I didn't know Elio had a uh, electrical issue. It sounds like, or the uh, the, the telemetry uh, issue uh, until uh, until we were able to uh, get an interview uh, with him. I didn't know that was one of the issues uh, that he had there on on Sunday. Thanks to all the drivers we we were able to uh, interview over the weekend. Um, I mean, just typical stuff. Um, you know, telemetry. You know, Stingray. Stingray's always upbeat. Um, Malukas, you know, he's uh, he's he's a he's a young driver. He's coming on. Uh, he's uh, big, going on to bigger and better things, as we'll talk about later on in the show. But uh, I mean, standard interviews. They were all uh, all gracious to us, and we appreciate them. And uh, hopefully, they'll they'll keep being gracious to us as we as we progress more into the year and to the end of the year. You're on mute. Yeah, I there seen that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, a uh, huge thank you to all of the drivers uh, that uh, have uh, given us a little bit of time, either uh, pre or, uh, or post race uh, that we were able to uh, bring to you guys uh, all year. Definitely love the access. Uh, obviously that the uh, also that the NTT IndyCar series uh, allows uh, journalists as well. Definitely, uh, definitely top notch. Uh, let's get to, uh, to our sponsors here real quick. And then, because uh, there's a a little a, a ton of news, I, I guess is uh, is what I should say. There is a ton of news uh, from the last time uh, that uh, that we spoke. But uh, if, if it wasn't for our sponsors here and an amazing uh, job that they do, uh, obviously uh, we wouldn't be able to uh, bring you uh, this uh, this great podcast and everything that it entails, uh, week in and week out. Uh, first, uh, always go check out Always Ready 1776. Uh, if you're into patriotic apparel, headwear, and more, then go check out Always Ready 1776.com. And then also uh, use the promo code if you do happen to find something there uh, for purchase. Uh, use the promo code PUSH TO PASS for 10% off of your order. Remember, that's Always Ready 1776.com. And then also, if you are in the market uh, for uh, some home remodeling or uh, design build needs, uh, go check out Getem Associates at getemassociates.com. And also to uh, use the use their promo code that you see down there at the bottom, uh, push to pass for two hundred and fifty dollars off any design service. That's getem.com, getem associates, and always ready seventeen seventy six at all at at always ready seventeen seventy six dot com. So definitely love uh, the sponsors, and uh, they make it possible obviously for us uh, to do this on a week end week out basis. Uh, before we get to uh, Mike here in about uh, 15 minutes or so, uh, like we touched on, there is a lot of news, uh, things, items that have happened uh, since we spoke last about one 
week or so ago. And the first one, Josh, um, you know, this this doesn't come as a surprise to anyone. It is unfortunate, I think, um, that it had to uh, happen as it did. Uh, but uh, Meyer Shank obviously um, has decided to move on from uh, Simon Pagino. Uh, and it's no fault of his own. Obviously, just uh, just bad luck. I think is is what to uh, what to attribute this to, uh, but again, or but uh, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Let's try this again. Uh, I, I think I may have jumped ahead of the ahead of myself here a little bit. Let's try this again um, with uh, Marcus Erickson going to Andretti Autosport in 2024. Ganassi has a spot to fill, and uh, it seems like they have uh, gotten their man. Uh, Lunas Lundquist, who has driven uh, for Meyer Shank Racing here uh, the last uh, few weeks or so, he is going to be the newest driver in the stable for Chip Canassi Racing in 2024. As like I said, they announced uh, this past week uh, that they have signed uh, Lunas Lundquist to a multi-year contract. Uh, hailing from Stockholm, Sweden, Lundquist previously won the 2020 Formula Regional Americas Championship, the 2018 BRWC British Formula 3 Championship, and the 2016 Formula STCC Nordic Championship. And then as well, if you think about it one year ago, uh, he did uh, win the uh, Indy Next or Indy Lights uh, series there as well. Uh, quote, this comes from uh, car owner Chip Canassi himself. Uh, joining Chip Canassi Racing is an absolute dream come true for me, said uh, Lundquist. Uh, stepping up into the full-time NTT IndyCar series and to do so with one of the most successful teams in the history of the champion of of the championship is the is the moment I've been working through for my whole career. It is hard to explain how much this means to me. I am incredibly grateful to Chip, Mike, and to everyone who has backed me on this journey, including my family as well. It's terrific that the opportunity to hire Lunas, a proven winner, plus the reigning 2022 Indy Next champion is now a reality at chip canassi racing said chip canassi racing manager director mike hall he has shown that his on-track performance creates the racecraft separation that's required in indycar today growing together with lunas is what comes next so like i said after winning the 2022 indy next championship uh Lundquist made the jump to compete in three uh, IndyCar series races this year with Meyer Shank racing and obviously uh, wasted no time uh, making his mark, setting the fast lap, fastest lap among all drivers in two of his first three series races. Uh, Josh, uh, great addition, I think, to the uh, Chip Canassi stable, uh, getting a little younger. And I think this obviously proves now um, what you've said that uh, Alex Pillow is going to be the face. Uh, of this racing team, uh, but uh, they welcome their newest addition this week in Lunas Lundquist. Great add-on from Chip Ganassi. Um, Lunas Lundquist is a uh, is a young up-and-coming driver, and um, he'll be able to hopefully. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, as far as we know, I mean, if we're guessing, Pelot's staying. Hopefully, Pelot can uh, kind of take him under his wing and give him give him some pointers, you know, so that. Uh, 
so that they can make that Chip Ganassi team uh, just just even stronger. So uh, looking forward to seeing it. Uh, looking forward to seeing how Lunas, uh, how Lundquist can uh, fare in the, uh, I don't want to say better equipment, but uh, the better team, the uh, more prominent team and see how, see how they can, how he can, how he can progress. And uh, maybe he'll, uh, maybe he'll, he'll wow us and win a race or two or, Pick, get a P1 to begin a, begin a race next year. Yeah, he's definitely, um, as you said, to upgrading uh, equipment, uh, obviously. So definitely going to see what uh, what Lunas Lundquist has to bring here in 2024. Now, with uh, Lunas going to uh, Chip Canassi, and uh, you know, there's going to be more news uh, coming out here shortly, uh, over the weekend, it was uh, reported on uh, the broadcast through NBC and Peacock, their first practice session. So it had been Friday evening uh, that uh, the driver of the number 18 uh, Dale coin racing with M eight M with HMD motorsports and trucking Honda, David Malukas is expected. Now there's been no announcement yet, uh, but it could come from what I'm hearing within the next couple days or so, or maybe even after uh, the race uh, this weekend. But David Malukas is expected to be announced as the new driver of the number six Arrow McLaren Chevrolet in 2024. Now, I know you're thinking to yourself, well, that's Felix Rosenquist's ride. Well, it was up until today, and we'll hit on that here momentarily. Uh, Lucas would be replacing the five-year IndyCar veteran, like I said, Felix Rosenquist, who is the current driver of the number six entry. Now, at the time of, of this article that was written, Rosenquist was being rumored to be a, to be possibly be joining either Meyer Shank Racing, which he did, cats out of the bag, in the number 60 Auto Nation Series XM Honda entry if current driver which uh, he uh, did release today on social media he would not be coming back uh, with at least Meyer shank racing uh, Simon Pagano doesn't return or there was a possibility at the time that Felix Rosenquist uh, would be the lead driver for the number 30 custom entertainment Honda for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan racing in 2024 now I think the, the the one impressive thing, uh, if the reports are true and this does get uh, confirmed at some point within the next uh, few weeks, that Malukas would be joining an already star-studded stable, and try to say that three times fast, at Arrow McLaren with, you know, Pato Award, Alexander Rossi, and then keep in mind that Kyle Larson is going to be in that stable for a uh, Indianapolis 500 uh, one-off. So what a impressive stable that uh, Zach Brown again is building for 2024. But Josh pointed out, you know, they haven't won as, as Jim Morrow would say, uh, diddly poo. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back in 2024. Uh, Malukas, who just has 32 IndyCar series races under his belt has picked up uh, two podium finishes uh, while also leading uh, just a handful of laps, which is 10. Like I said, nothing has been confirmed, uh, but according to reports from uh, two weeks ago at the Bomberita Automotive Group 500, uh, David Malukas did confirm that he would not be returning to Dale Coyne Racing HMD Motorsports in 2024. Uh, so, uh, Josh, to get your take, uh, if, and again, 
nothing is confirmed. We can only we can only base off what what we've heard and what what, what we feel here. Uh, but if David Malukas does join uh, Zach Brown and, and the Evil Empire there over at uh, Arrow McLaren in uh, in 2024, uh, is that the right move you think for him? Uh, it's it is the right move. Um, you know, as as good as Dale Coyne is. He uh, Dale Coyne Racing, they're, they're not going to be able to offer him the uh, the equipment that uh, that that Arrow is going to be able to uh, offer him. You know, Arrow has they have the money, they have the they have the connections, and it's going to be it's a good move for uh, for Malukas. Um, I'm not sure how. I mean, from if, if I'm Malukas, I'm feeling like feeling like I'm on cloud nine, but then I also think back to, well, this was supposed to be Polo. So am I, I was, I was the second choice, you know, they were all, uh, uh, arrow was all in on, on, on Polo and then Polo backed out. And, you know, if I'm a Lucas, I'm thinking, well, why didn't you come to me? I mean, I know I'm not as good as Polo, but you know, second fiddle, but I'm sure that's not, playing anything into his brain i'm sure he he's 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 in hog heaven he he's going to a prominent team and uh he's looking forward to next season and seeing how that goes <clears throat> you know race racing alongside uh, rossi and uh and Pato award is going to be it's going to be a great <clears throat> great thing and uh, i think he'll look good in that uh what, what are they blue and blue and orange I don't know. They, they, they call it a different, it's not, it's not orange. It's papaya. That's what it is. Papaya. There blue, you go. Papaya. Blue papaya, and papaya orange. Papaya there orange you go. is going to look uh, good in those, in that blue and papaya, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, you know what though? You think about it though. I mean, I, I think you're absolutely spot on. Uh, David Malukas is going to be, be able to compete a lot more with better equipment, obviously coming from uh, Dale coin to, uh, to arrow McLaren, at least, on paper, we would think that, uh, but but this year's been a microcosm uh, of things that we thought would happen with with Arrow McLaren. But uh, you, you got to give credit where credit is due. Obviously, you know Dale Coyne isn't up to uh, up to the standards that Arrow McLaren is. But the two oval races uh, at the the Bomberito Automotive Group Five Hundred last year and this year, uh, David Malukas uh, podiumed both of them if memory serves me correctly. So given the right equipment and, and given, you know, a little, a little bit more of a, of a competitive edge, uh, I don't, I think the best, I don't think we've been able, we've been, we've, we have seen yet the best of David Malukas uh, just yet, but, uh, but uh, just to end that, I think you're absolutely right. That, uh, that, uh, that papaya, yes. Uh, papaya orange is going to look awfully, awfully sharp on David Malukas. Now, with with all of that being said, now you got to be asking yourself, well, if Felix Rosenquist is out, where is he going to be in 2024? Well, you know what? You don't have to wait much longer because uh, earlier today it did break that uh, David, or excuse me, that Felix Rosenquist, gosh, I can't talk tonight, uh, has now signed a multi-year deal with Meyer Shanks Ray Indy Racing Program, and that'll be starting in 2020. Uh, the 32-year-old Swede will bring his pace and experience as he teams up with Tom Bloomquist. So what a uh, what a stable at next year for Meyer Shank Racing. You have a Rosenquist and a Bloomquist. Uh, you ain't going to get those uh, misconstrued anywhere. 
for Meyer Shank Racing's uh, full season uh, two car campaign. Uh, Felix has one career win along with five podium finishes and four career polls. Quote, I am super excited to start the new chapter of my IndyCar, our IndyCar career together with Meyer Shank Racing, said Rosenquist. This will be a great opportunity for myself and Meyer Shank Racing to alleviate and get to the next level together. I'm also pretty excited uh, to get to work with my old friend Tom Bloomquist again, because if you remember correctly, um, they actually grew up together. From uh, from what I understand, uh, earlier I seen a video that Marshall Pruitt put out talking with uh, Michael Shank, and uh, actually Rosenquist and Bloomquist uh, grew up together. So it's gonna be interesting uh, to see how well they uh, team up uh, growing up uh, as they did. Uh, I'm start. I'm ready to start working together and get getting the next season started. And then this come from Mike Schenk. Uh, we're very excited to have our 2024 IndyCar plans finalized and to welcome Felix Rosenquist to the team, said Mike Schenk. Felix has been somebody that has been our on our radar for quite some time now and has lined up this year to work something out with him. It's no secret that we have, a, we have had a difficult season with some things out of our control and some things in our control. I just think, I think we are looking forward to resetting completely, starting over, and getting to work. I think Tom and Felix will work great together and really feed off of each other. We will also have Elio with us at the at the race to provide his feedback and advice, which will be an added bonus. So I think we're in for a solid year ahead. And then, as expected, uh, Bloomquist sounds like he is going to man the number 60 Auto Nation Sirius XM Honda, while uh, Felix Rosenquist is going to be behind of the uh, the old Elio Castro Nevis entry, the 06. So, uh, you know, Felix goes from 6 to 06 in the Auto Nation Sirius XM Honda. And then uh, a few uh, kind words there from his potentially former boss, uh, Zach Brown there on Twitter slash X, uh, wishing all wishing you all the best at uh, Rosenquist. Thanks for being part of our McLaren family. Uh, before we uh, get uh, bring Mike in here and uh, look at the betting aspect of this year, are this last weekend and this weekend coming up, uh, Josh, uh, great move here by, by Felix Rosenquist, uh, going to a uh, Meyer shank and being able to, uh, concentrate uh, on that racing program going into 2024. Definitely. He can, uh, he could definitely become the face of that, um, the face of that race team with the experience that he has. Um, he's, I'm glad to see he landed on his feet and he was able to catch a new ride uh, for next year. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, glad to see that uh, Felix is going to have a home in uh, 2024. Very talented driver, and uh, I, I think he's going to do some big things there over at uh, Meyer Schenk Racing. Uh, but it is now time to bring the uh, betting exponado, aficionado. There we go. I can't talk tonight. Aficionado. Let's try that. Uh, in uh, Mike, uh, good to see you. I know uh, you had some inclement uh, weather uh, last weekend. Uh, you know, I was hoping maybe you were going to broadcast from like you know outside the storm or or something, kind of like Jim. Cor uh, was it the Jim uh, from the uh, Weather Channel? Jim Katori, Katori, I believe that's his name. But uh, uh, good to see everything is uh, is back to normal. 
uh, curious. I know we didn't get to talk last week, uh, but uh, who was uh, who was some money? Who are you putting some money on the last weekend that may or may not have disappointed you? Yeah, well, it's probably a good thing you guys didn't talk to me in the hurricane. Uh, the hurricane got in the way. It was uh, got a little got a little breezy over here, and whenever that happens, you know the power likes to flicker on and off. But uh, uh, no, it was it, look. I'll tell you when I win. Tell you when I lose. It was a losing week for me. I I was worried. The one guy I wasn't on was Pillow. I was on Dixon, Ray Hall, McLaughlin, and right away when that race started, uh, it was a tire race. You knew right away that the guys that started on the blacks, uh, Pillow, Dixon. Uh, pick the right strategy. You saw Ray Hall McLaughlin just shuffle to the back immediately. And, and uh, unfortunately, you know, I did have Dixon uh, thinking that Dixon, you know, I wanted guys on the different tire strategies. I think that's going to be a theme going into the next year's the way these tires, unless, unless something changes with the compounds or they do something different in IndyCar. Um, it seems to be whoever picks these tires, right. Is just running away with these races. So you have to have yourself covered from a betting angle um, on both the tires uh, the problem was Pillow passed Dixon on lap one. Dixon went backwards, and Pillow became the top guy on the blacks. If it, I think if Pillow doesn't get past Dixon on lap one, then Dixon easily wins that race. Um, I was a little perturbed about the block that wasn't a block that the block heard round X. I don't know. We live in our little our IndyCar bubble. People were not happy about that. I wasn't happy because I, you know, Dixon would have been the biggest winner for me uh, with a six to one hit there. So yeah, I didn't. Uh, didn't really do too well. I didn't really like many of the matchups. So I put all my eggs into the to win basket last week and walked out with goose eggs. So, it happens. It's betting. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, I, a few comments. Yeah, I, I had a few comments, uh, Mike, on, on that block too, that, uh, you know, if that's anybody else, any car is going to call that. But you know you can't you can't show favoritism, and I kind of felt that IndyCar did that because, like I said, if that was anybody else, that would have pulled a move off like that. Uh, and I think was it later in the race? Uh, I was I want to say Colton Herb, but I don't think that's right. Maybe Kyle Kirkwood. Kirkwood. Somebody got called for blocking as well. So you're gonna you're gonna call that on Kirkwood, but yet you're gonna let this one slide on Pillow. And it really would have worked in IndyCar's favor because if you call a penalty on Pillow, that's going to put Dixon in the lead, probably going to win the race, and that's going to tighten the points championship even more going into Monterey next weekend. Yeah, they can't even get their conspiracy theories right. I agree. I was like, hey, throw the balcony penalty. We can get some, we can get some interest into this next race. Uh, but I, I don't know. You can also decide maybe they wanted to have their champion done before football started. Um at least we're getting closer to not having the season going into football season uh, because from a betting standpoint, like even last week with college football, like we didn't get very many lines. Uh, you know, a couple of things came in late, late, late Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning, some matchups. Uh, but I didn't even like the book that I used. I didn't see any top fives, any top tens. Uh, the top three market was very, was crappy. Um, and the bid matchups weren't great either. So it was, it's rough. Like once, you know, football's king and then, uh, you know, in the, and in the racing world, any cars at the bottom of the pecking order for betting still, uh, if it's not the 500. So, yeah, probably not going to be a lot of odds for this week either. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see about what Pillow, where they put Pillow. Uh, he, he's done very well at this race. Won last year from the middle of the pack. Uh, was top three the year before. 
Andretti, you know, and Ganassi usually fast on the road courses. So I'm assuming he'll be the favorite, but I don't know. It's going to be a weird race since the championships are already wrapped up. Uh, Mike, just one question I have. I know you talked about uh, tires were going to be the uh, issue that uh, decided uh, last weekend in Portland. Uh, is that going to be the same mindset, same philosophy uh, going into Monterey this weekend as well? Uh, probably. I think you find that like it's it's very clear. Like you figure it out. Like if you watch qualifying, you watch practices, and then you start hearing what the drivers are saying. Um, and they'll tell you like, you know, they're trying to figure out, they'll tell you kind of how the tires are reacting to the track and you'll get an idea if there's a red black advantage. And, and then they'll also talk about, you know, what they have, what sets they have left. And, and, uh, and then you get those tire designations, you know, put out before the race and you always kind of see, uh, you know, what everybody's doing and whether people are, are going off strategy and, you know, it doesn't, you know, that's, Last week, usually it was a track position race. You wanted to start at the front, and I think the, they just made the mistake starting on reds, and it turned out not to work out at all. And I think uh, that's something you just got to pay attention to and, and bet accordingly. You can you can find some some value. I mean, maybe it's, you know, like I said, Dixon, I think, was – the reason I bet Dixon was the tires. Um, just so happened to be that Pillow got him on the first lap. And I, I thought Pillow would be careful. Uh, and, and he was careful, but, you know, once he got ahead, he just – he just had the right strategy and he ran away with it. He pretty much had clean track most of the race. So yeah, I think the tire thing is going to be something we have to keep an eye on and, and uh, it'll probably play out like, I mean, it's been a thing on the road courses for sure. When Pillow ran away with Indy, it was because of the tires. Um, same thing. So uh, the guy, Joseph and Pillow getting up front last year at this track uh, was tires. So tires, and a little bit of luck on fuel. So, you know, yeah, it's going to be something I have to keep an eye on. And, and then, uh, you know, it's maybe a good way to get some long shots, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what kind of lines get put out this week. Hopefully we get some numbers, you know, before Sunday. Uh, Josh, anything uh, betting wise that you want to uh, ask Mike about either uh, this past weekend or, or coming up here as we're uh, coming an end to the uh, 2023 season? Nope. All I got to say is you've done the sweat. You've made it the entire year, one race, and you cash in that Erickson, that, that Erickson bet. I wasn't going to bring that up, man. Why are you oh, going to bring that up? You're doing it. it. You're going to do it. I don't I don't think Erickson's going to win this weekend. I think he, he's he's had bad luck. Uh, that was, You know, that's turned out to be a really fun bet because uh, <laughs> I've been sweating that the entire year after he stole that victory from award. Uh in St. Pete. And I was, and of course that was the track, you know, that was the one race I've only been to one race this year in person. Just so happened. It was that one. Um, yes, that has been sitting in my account, burning a hole in my account. If there's a big number on him, I'll probably hedge it out a little bit. So if anybody followed me on that bet and still has got that bet going, if they throw like a 25 to one or something, uh, it's, uh, it'll be a small bet, just enough to cover, you know, just to break even if I have to, but, um, We'll see. We'll see about that. But I, I think you're right. Like he's he's gone away to another team. He's I doubt he's going to be that engaged, or uh, they're going to be. You know, they're just going to try to get out with a, without wrecking the car. So, yeah, I feel good about that one. And uh, it's been it's been fun to follow that along all year. Yeah, I just I just had to bring that up because it's been, it's been a sweat for me. I didn't even make the bet, and I'm just excited for you that you're going to most likely going to win this. 
We'll see. We got one more to go. Uh, I didn't expect him to win any, so um, he got the one, and he's made me he's made me work for that bet. We'll we'll find out what happens. Uh, but uh, they'll probably be. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see if I decide to hedge or not. It, it'll have to be a big number. But he's not been. I expect him to be twenty twenty five to one. But who knows? Mike, last question uh, that I have. You talked about uh, college football uh, starting uh, this past weekend. Uh, how much did you put on uh, Colorado and uh, Duke, respectively? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, uh, but I will actually look to – Colorado is not as good. It, like, talk about an overreaction. Um, I've talked to some friends in Vegas uh, that uh, – that say that they're just waiting to pounce against Colorado. Um, so no, I'm not buying the uh, coach prime hype train. Who knows? He might be the coach of Florida after we fire our, if the Gators fire our coach, it was not a fun weekend for me. Uh, college football wise, my, my alma mater and team is, looks like they're going to be really bad. So yeah. And uh, so no, nothing, nothing there, but uh, don't you worry. Like uh, I'm excited for the NFL. I'll be locking in. Maybe maybe throughout the offseason I'll post some stuff on uh on Indy underscore bet, a football pick every every now and then just to kinda keep keep the betting going. Usually usually I go hibernate till uh till the first race, but we'll see. Maybe we'll pop pop some stuff in here. Uh, good stuff, Mike, as always, all season. A huge thank you uh, for joining us. I uh, look forward to uh, what uh, you and Tony have in store uh, for this weekend and then uh, your uh your college football and uh, NFL uh, bets, uh, bet teases, I, I guess, is what uh, we should say. But again, a huge thank you, Mike, for uh, doing what you do. Hopefully uh, people have taken your betting advice. I know Josh has, and they've added a little bit more uh, more shillings uh, to uh, to their pockets that they can use uh, for the upcoming football season. Uh, Mike, as always, huge thank you, and uh, we will talk in uh, one week's time. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Good stuff there, Josh. As always, uh, Mike uh, definitely knows uh, knows his stuff. I, I think that's uh, that's safe to say. And uh, like I said, hopefully the audience I know you have uh, have been following the advice that Mike has put out there. I hear the shillings you got in your pocket there uh, from from Mike uh, this year, and uh, definitely uh, hopefully people have built up their uh, their bankroll. Uh, that uh, they can use uh, coming up uh, the uh, college football underway, uh, NFL underway. So uh, good stuff there. All right. uh, Before we put a wrap on this show, uh, let's update everyone what what the racing teams are going to look like uh, so far in 2024. Uh, If people at home haven't been uh, paying attention, uh, haven't been following, let's go through these here real quick. Uh, if AJ Foyt does come back to race the racing team rather, uh, in, in 2024, uh, up in the air, uh, with the number 14 entry currently with Santino Ferrucci. Uh, but what we do know is, uh, Benjamin Peterson, uh, one of the uh, rookies in this class this year is on a multi-year contract. Uh, so he will be back in the 55 car in 2024. And then, uh, like we mentioned earlier, uh, Andretti Autosport. Uh, don't scratch that. 
Andretti Global uh, is going to be fielding at least three cars uh, next year. Still waiting to hear who's going to be in the old uh, Devil and Francesca ride. Uh, you have Colton Herta, which I don't know why it says 88. We both know that's wrong. Uh, Kyle Kirkwood in the 27 and Marcus Erickson, presumably in the number 28. Uh, now for Arrow McLaren, uh, obviously no, no announcement yet has been made on David Malukas. Uh, so they just have uh, two full-time uh, next year so far, Pato Award and Alexander Rossi. Uh, moving to uh, Chip Canassi, uh, obviously uh, Lunas Lundquist there in the eight, uh, Scott Dixon in the nine, uh, Alex Pillow presumably in the number 10, and uh, from all intents and purposes, from what I've heard, Josh, uh, it sounds like uh, the their rookie, Marcus Erickson, is going to be driving, not excuse me, Marcus Armstrong uh, is going to be driving, yes, a uh, full uh, season uh, next year in the number 11 entry. Uh, Dale Coyne uh, looks like Stingray Rob may be uh, out of a uh, seat. Let's we'll see how that remains. And it does say David Malukas is under a multi-year contract, but I do believe uh, he has a opt-out uh, clause in that, which it sounds like he is going to exercise. Uh, Ed Carpenter Racing, obviously uh, Ed's going to be back next year just for ovals only uh, like he has done. Uh, the number 20 car uh, still up in the air, the old uh, uh uh, Connor Daly ride that's still up in the air. And then uh, uh, Renus uh, VK, uh, who had a great finish over the weekend, will be back in the number 21 machine. Uh, moving over to Hunko's Hollinger Racing, uh, both of their drivers, uh, Callum Eilat and Augustine Canapino, uh, their contracts are up. So uh, both of those rides could be up in the air to new drivers next year. Uh, we talked about uh, Meyer Shank Racing. If you go back earlier in the show, uh, Tom Bloomquist looks like he's going to be in the 06 and Felix Rosenquist is going to be in the 60 machine. Uh, Team Pinsky may be the one that's most solidified uh, right now. Joseph Newgarden, Scott McLaughlin and Will Power are going to be all back in 2024. And then uh, Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. Uh, you have uh, Graham Ray Hall back in the 15 next year. Uh, Christian Lungard in the number 45 and uh, still waiting to see who's going to drive that number 30 machine for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. So uh, that gives everyone uh, we're all on the same page here uh, as to uh, the uh, the news information uh, for 2024. Uh, still waiting on all of the entries and then uh, that schedule that's obviously going to be reworked in 2024, waiting for that official announcement there as well. Uh, Josh, you have anything to add here before the checkered flag drops and uh, we we get on out of here for this evening? Nope. Can't wait till next week. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be we'll be talking about uh, talking about Laguna Laguna Seca. Yep, abs absolutely. The uh, Grand Prix Monterey at the Laguna Seca next weekend that will wrap up the 2023 season. If you can uh, believe that or not. So, uh, for myself and Josh and everyone else. That makes the push to pass podcast possible. Mike from uh, burnout sports, burnout bets, and then all of the drivers that were able to join us uh, this evening to give us their thoughts on the race this past Sunday. Uh, obviously we thank them for that. 
And like I said, myself, Josh, everyone else here at the Push to Pass podcast, we will see you in one week's time when we are talking about not only the results of Laguna Seca out in Monterey, California, but a putting a big checkered flag bow on the 2023 season. So until one week's time, so long, everybody.